0: SACTOWN SPORTS Headlines
1: Good morning or afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ludbetter, and these are your SACTOWN SPORTS Headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway. Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been out at Golden 1 Center covering camp. You can read their news and notes at SACTOWNSPORTS.COM In football, the New England Patriots have acquired big-money free agent J.C. Jackson via trade from the Chargers in exchange for a late-round pick swap. And in baseball, it's day two of the MLB wildcard round. Texas and Tampa Bay are getting underway right now. First pitch is in about four minutes, and the uh, Blue Jays, Brewers, and Marlins all need a win to avoid elimination as well. Now, let's bring it back to Styles and Watkins here on Sacktown Sports. Your flagship
2: station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. We are back, Sacktown Sports. You know, we talked about Chance the Rapper yesterday, and we did a lot of bag fumbling yesterday. Roddy Rich. Uh Uh-huh. He was another guy who the box. I think he suffered from. I don't know why Kyle's shaking his head. I think he <laughs> suffered from the box was huge. That song was ridiculous, yeah. and there was he had a couple other bangers, mm-hmm. but people are saying he fell off. Another bag fumble. It's kind of yeah. how it goes.
1: Yeah, do you? I don't know if you want to bring up my most controversial music takes, but hit, well, Roddy Rich. Say it now. Roddy Rich's most recent album was Feed the Streets Three. It came out last year. Uh-huh. One of my top five favorite albums of all time. It's so good. Wow. There's like nine bangers on that album. Wow!
2: So I'm a big Roddy Rich guy. I know I briefly Whoa. went through it because I like Roddy Rich, yeah. but I will have to revisit. Wow! Because I know that Same. Is, I'm like that's no. That everyone thought. Th-
1: everyone thought it was like oh, it's all right. It's not great. And I heard it. I'm like banger, 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 one after the <laughs> other. I don't know why. Wow! All, all right. right. Oh, okay. I've,
0: I'm gonna listen to that. On the way home, immediately after. Yes. Uh, immediately after. Fair the show's enough. Over, Fair enough. That's All high right. praise.
2: Yeah, it really is. Okay, <laughs> so talking talking kings, and we did a lot of defense, but before we've been meaning to talk Murray's yes. and see if we can figure out who is who. Now, yeah. apparently, Chris is a murray voice whisperer yes and and chris is gonna nail this <laughs> i'm probably not but i'm going to play along anyway kyle let's hear the sound
1: all right here's the first sound guess which brother this is
3: tons of adversity winning streaks losing streaks already know few losing streaks that we didn't want to have but um uh we thought we had to change this game to especially when it came back to kind of win and um i felt like if we won that game we would have just um tons of momentum that's kind of what we needed
0: would you like to go first? Sure.
1: That's <laughs> that's
0: that's Chris. That is Chris. That's definitely Chris. That's a hundred percent Chris. I mean, it's a fifty-fifty chance. Right. Exactly.
1: You guys are both correct. That yes. is Chris Murray. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can. I'm telling you. It's just like it's a high pitch. You, you'll you're a higher pitch. You, you'll you'll hear once you hear Keegan too.
1: Well, here's the second sound that we have.
4: Kind of had that mindset where um, if things are going bad, um, keep that mindset. Um, that they'll end up going good. If things are going hot, good and you're at the highest point, um, never forget when you're at your lowest. So,
2: I think that's Keegan. That is Keegan. Okay. That is 100% <laughs> Keegan.
0: That's definitely Keegan.
1: Yes, you're you, you are both correct. Yes, okay. so two for that, two. Now that you've heard both of them, right. you, you have a reference point here. Uh, let's see if you guys can get this one. Now, you're going to hear both of their voices, but which person is saying the word pasta?
3: I, I can make pastas. Uh, no, You've chicken, chicken. Yes, you not made a pasta. It's like what spaghetti with marinara.
1: <laughs> can you
0: play it one more time?
3: <laughs> I, I can make pastas.
2: I think that's Chris. I'm pretty sure that's Chris.
3: <laughs> I, I can make pastas.
2: The uh, laugh was deeper to me. That's
0: true. That's true too. I'm still going to say that's Chris, but I, I am starting to slightly doubt it. But I think that's Chris.
3: I can make pastas.
1: That is Chris. Oh man. You got That one was close
0: cuz that one's also higher quality audio too, so I feel yes. like the higher the quality of the uh, audio, the tougher it is.
1: All right, let's try this next one.
4: You going just going through it. Um I really feel like I got used to it pretty quick. Um and that I feel like that helped me.
1: That's Keegan. That's Keegan.
0: Yeah. That's 100% Keegan.
2: See, you're good at this game. Yeah, you're wow. four for four. Alan, yeah, you're killing it. Well, I would say the the most impressive thing is cutting the audio so that there's no mention of the NBA right. or the Kings or whoever. I, so yeah, it's, it's just cutting just the most generic sound Sounds, ever. Yes. <laughs> is there I have one things
0: more? to work on, which is always good. Things to improve on. So I think we, the sky's the limit for us. Try that one again. Have things to work on, which is always good. Things to improve on, so I think we, the sky's the limit for us. I think that's Chris. I think it is. I don't. That one sounded deep, though. So I could, I could be off.
2: Well, you've gone back and forth every single time, so there's <laughs> got to be a double in here somewhere. Ooh. And I'm going to cheat a little bit and go based on the content. Okay. And he's saying the sky is the limit. Sounds like it's the Kings the places he can improve. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to use context clues here and see if it helps me. I think it's Keegan
0: I have things to work on, which is always good things to improve on. It doesn't so sound I think deep, deep we, the though. sky's the limit for us,
2: but I'm sticking with it.
1: I'm sticking with Chris.
2: It's Keegan. Oh, wow. wow. Is wow. that
0: at least Keegan in college? Like, is it maybe a younger Keegan? <laughs>
1: Verlad cut these sounds months ago, so wow. I don't know the answer. Oh.
2: Wow. There you go. Dang. Good stuff, Well, I've Good been stuff. bested. I've yeah. been bested, man. but well, you, oh, okay. well, you know, it wasn't the voice. I went content. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you You went, know, so I kind of you found your a, brain. I, I kind of yeah. just used... Uh Way. You, know, you use yeah. Google Maps, I use you ways. go. Yeah. So <laughs> good enough. Good enough. All right, good stuff. Thank you for that, Kyle. Wow. As we continue to move forward, we're gonna take a little mini Kings break here mm-hmm. and talk some just general NBA. Sure. And out of the typical things that we hear mm-hmm. every offseason, I'm curious, out of the usual suspects, which ones you believe in the most. Mm-hmm. So some of the ones that we've he- heard, Ben Simmons has a three-pointer now. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Luka Doncic is in the best shape of his life. Right. Zion is in the best shape of his life. Okay. okay. So is I'll, he in a different shape or in, I'm, I'm, is he like I saw a picture? More circular. I or? literally saw a video of Zion and it said Zion shredded. And I, I promise you, he looked exactly he the same. Exact too. same. He, he looks bit. He's always been, yeah, right. He He's always look been like chubby a... or anything. Yeah. But someone said, "Man, Zion's on a mission. Can we stop? No. Do we have to do this?" Yeah, no. And I think the problem is if Zion looks the same, that's
0: kind of the problem, isn't right. it? Like I think right. we're at the point now where we kind of should understand Zion needs to lose some of those, uh, whether it be muscle or or whatever. Like yeah. he needs to trim out a little bit because I think it's just his explosive his explosive game is yep. just too much for his body and like I don't think he's going to be able to carry around that weight for the rest of his career like I don't think the dude is going to be Charles Barkley
2: no no and Zion he might be the biggest tweener in the history of tweeners yeah because I don't know what to do with him he's like six six. like right. he's a guard but yeah. he
0: plays power forward <laughs> slash center like and it's it's He's one of the most intriguing prospects, I guess, because he still really is a pro- – yeah. like, he hasn't really developed into an – like, I don't even know how many games he's played in his career. It's got to be under 150. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he when he plays, it's an MVP level, and it's something that I've never seen before in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But part of it is if he plays. Like, you can't – especially with a superstar caliber player mm-hmm. – It's like Kawhi Leonard and Paul, more so Kawhi Leonard, but like, if you can't be relied on, you're really not a star in the first place. You're you're a nice piece, but if you can't be relied on, that's what makes LeBron James, Steph Curry, all those guys who they are is they're there for their teams when they really need it. And I don't even know if Zion could last a playoff series. Could he last three playoff series? Mm -hmm. I, 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 his history doesn't say so.
2: Brandon Ingram is a little shorter than Chet Holmgren, but there were some conversations about how skinny Skinny he is. is. And it's funny because what is going on in New Orleans where it's like between Zion and Brandon Ingram, you have the perfect body type, but they just have all these pieces that just don't really seem to be able to fit, but they're so close. yeah, They're so close. And 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 then you got
0: Jose Alvarado. Literally you have
2: everything. You have all the shapes and colors that you could need down in New Orleans. And, we have conversations. We're talking before the show starts, mm-hmm. and we're talking about, okay, tears and who's going to take a leap. We didn't mention Zion once. No. Not once. No. I mean, he just – he can't be relied on. I mean, that's the biggest
0: thing is, like, it, I, I just don't know how many different ways I could say it. No. If you don't play basketball, you can't be an asset to your team. Yes, when you play, and when Zion played last year, the Pelicans were incredible. Again, they were the one seed mm. in the Western Conference in December. Yeah. And then Zion got hurt in the entire – they didn't – did they make the play-in tournament? They, or did they barely sneak I into the play-in tournament? There was, I think they barely snuck yeah, into the play-in Yeah, there was no X tournament. when I
2: – we were looking yesterday. Yeah. So if they did, they barely got in.
0: And it's like it's, – it's a team that has the talent to do so, but I, I don't – again, I don't know how else to say it, but if you're not going to play games, your team's not going to be successful because – you are built. You are the the success is built into you playing. Yeah, they can't. Brandon Ingram is a, is a totally fine player. He really struggled this summer in the FIBA games, but he's not good enough to elevate that team to anywhere near where they, where they could be if Zion plays. And and it's just it's like the Clippers. It's the same conversation of you can't really put them in the 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 conversation of top teams in the Western Conference or even in the league. Because realistically you can't expect him to be there or you don't know no. which game how many games he will be there for.
2: And I and I feel going back to Brandon Ingram because he was a guy he got called we call him a baby Durant yes. for a hot second. Oh yeah. And he has his streaks. And I don't know if it's really due to to injury or what it is, but I've decided he's just a guy that can get hot. Yes. Absolutely. And you just hope that he doesn't get hot against your team right. in the fourth quarter. But besides that, I, I'm sorry, Brandon Ingram you're not in those conversations no, you could not. be he and could you be. could elevate but yep. i'm not even having you can't even have the 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 donovan mitchell conversation you can't have those yeah. in my opinion with brandon ingram yep. not right now
0: absolutely no and that's a that's a fantastic point and i haven't even really thought about it but brandon ingram is somebody who he's got everything working for him he's got the jump shot i mean i guess the body is the only thing but even then he's got long arms he's you know, six ten, six eleven, and and I think he's he's capable. To your point, when he's hot, he's he's one of the best scorers in the NBA. I think yeah. he had a streak last year where he had like fifteen straight games of twenty five plus points. He can he can light it up if he's got it going. But again, it, you know, it's it's not. If it's not with health it's with him, it's it's just consistency in general. And I think the thing that he struggled with in FIBA this year was learning how to play off of others as well. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have the ball in his hands, what kind of player is he? And that's, you know, superstars have to learn how to play off the ball as well. Yeah. It's a big Luka thing right now that we, that we keep going back and forth.
2: Exactly. About. All right. Got to get to a break. And that is why we're going to circle back. To the ringer and how in the world the Kings are 13 <laughs> and the Pelicans are 12. All of that and more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. The only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We're back, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins getting after it here. We're talking disrespect. And the Ringers being a little disrespectful to the Kings for what's new. We just talked about the Pelicans and how yes they yes they had a nice run and they were top seed in the West in December. But that was December. Yeah. It was a lot. What long time. happened after December?
0: Uh, they were one of the worst teams in in the league, frankly. You
2: fell off. Yeah, big time. You fell off. All right, so the Kings are at 13 Mm -hmm. for the Ringer preseason power rankings. And then you have the Pelicans at 12, the Knicks at 11, which I don't really understand either.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Especially when you're just talent for talent. Like, the Kings are head and shoulders, in my opinion, better than the Knicks.
2: You know, during the break, I I thought about something because we were talking about guards Mm -hmm. earlier. And... Damian Lillard, and it came to me because I was thinking about the Pelicans and C.J. McCollum, mm-hmm. and they tried to do the I don't know what they didn't have a nickname or anything, but they had the two. They, they were really that, 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 yeah. that was a conversation between <laughs> right. at one point Steph and Clay mm-hmm. or Dame and C.J. and we know what, what ended up happening Yikes. there. Yeah, but that was a con- a conversation. Mm-hmm. Then, I believe at one point they had C.J. and Nurkic together, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to think here. Has Damian Lillard played with better players, A, than maybe we think in our head, going back to just being a chucker and throwing up shots? And B, has he had played with better players in totality than De'Aaron Fox?
0: I would say, Dame. I mean, because I have also heard, I mean, especially with the teammates he has now, that conversation of, has Dame really ever played with anyone good has arisen? I push back on that. For well, yeah, sure.
2: Not superstar. He's yeah. never been on a super team. No, but no. he wasn't playing with scrubs he was playing
0: with Marcus Aldridge, who is, who was at, at that yeah. time, especially he was one of the best players. He was an all-star. He was, uh, you know, I don't know if he made all NBA, but he was one of the best mm-hmm. forwards in the NBA. Uh, he played with Nick Batum, who before Nick Batum had that really bad stint in Charlotte, right. Nick Batum was a really promising young forward who pretty much every team in the league would have wanted to have on their team. CJ was great. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I, I've, like I said, I, I would definitely push back on the Dame hasn't played with anyone in his career talk because CJ and him were, we were talking about duos yesterday. Him mm-hmm. and CJ were perennially, I mean, absolutely top 10, but there yes. were sometimes certain seasons where they would be top five duos in the NBA. Right. And really no one would question it.
2: And they they gave up on it pretty quick in right. a weird yeah, way. Not, yeah. not quick, but... Right. Maybe I'm just, I have the Celtics on the brain because they refuse yeah. to quit with with, with Jalen and, and Jason. But yeah, De'Aaron Fox and where he ranks and how we view him, right? I think his elevation and elevating the team might be a little undersold because he's not getting compared. He's not Damian Lillard, no. Right. But I don't know that he, has he played with anybody the level of LaMarcus Aldridge yet? Is, is, I would say is Sabonis, Sabonis is there. at that level right yeah. now.
0: Like Sabonis made third team All-NBA as the center. He was not going to ever make the first or the second team because he's not to the caliber of Embiid or right. Jokic. Um, but he's still really good. And I would say LaMarcus was probably in that category, if not right there, of being around a third team All-NBA player. I, I would say that they've played. But even then, Fox doesn't have that that you know, that CJ McCollum level player. And I think they're hoping Keegan can reach there. And you can maybe argue that the totality, especially now, maybe this will be the season where we right. can, we can maybe say, okay, De'Aaron as a team has played with better teammates than, yeah. than Dame has. But you know, I think where it stands right now, I think your your point is valid that De'Aaron really hasn't had much help and I think this is the first year where you can tangibly or last year I guess Mm -hmm. was the last year you could say he had a good team around him and look what he did with it he turned it into a three seed turned it into a playoff team in the first year in that in that system together and you know obviously there's tons of of credit to go around but uh you know the the main thing that changed was De'Aaron Fox got some teammates that could actually help him Mm -hmm. and not only did it provide career years for Demonis Sabonis and for the Sacramento Kings, but De'Aaron Fox himself also elevated his game. Uh, So I I think that with this team being better, with more weapons having to, you have to defensively, you have to worry about more weapons on the Kings. I think it'll only be better for De'Aaron. And I think there's a really good chance that we do see him take another leap, even if it's not necessarily going three more points per game, it could just be, he's even more efficient than what he was before because he's able to pick and choose his spots a little more closely.
2: Right. And the Kings are going to find themselves in an interesting situation because there's regular season success and then there's postseason success. And obviously the Kings want to win the whole thing. They've been very open Mm -hmm. about that. Now, We've had the conversation about windows and where they are on that track. And Kings, the front office and the management might have some decisions to make. Because is it, look, this is what we've created organically. We're going to rock with it, see how far it takes us in a loaded West. Or is it, even if they are rolling, and I don't like James Harden, I wouldn't go get James Harden at all. (laughs) But go big fish hunting. You might have to. Mm-hmm. You might have to. Or do you say, we're gonna let these guys duke it out for now? We're young yeah. and we will be more on the track with the we'll we'll handle the grizzlies. Yeah. We'll we'll let the Lakers and the Warriors age out. Age so out, yeah. I, I do think that those are conversations that they have behind the yes. closest of doors, yes. right? Yeah. The lock vaulted yeah. doors, because <laughs> you don't want fans to ever think that you're not going for gold. But at the same time, I think the Kings enjoy and the Kings fans enjoy doing it the organic way. And we've seen it how often the thing about the big fish hunting is off the top of your head, how often has it worked? You know, Whitey brought this up to me the
0: other day after the Dame trade. Really not as often as what you would think. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think it's because the initial reaction always when these things happen is, oh, league's done, league's cooked, yeah. it's over, Milwaukee wins the finals, why even play the season? Right. And then you think of, I mean, I, I remember to the T where I was when Paul George and Kawhi linked up for the Clippers. And you <sighs> could not have told me yeah. in that moment that the Clippers weren't going to win two of the next three championships or whatever. Right. And here we are, what is this, four or five years later, They they really haven't they barely made noise in the playoffs and I think to your point like it just it it never or rarely does work out as smoothly as what it did with the Warriors and Kevin Durant I think that's kind of polluted our minds to think that okay yeah, you go and make that move. it's gonna work out for you. it just is mm-hmm. and you look no further than than Brooklyn. I mean that Brooklyn situation had everything going for you. you had yeah. K, 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 yeah, KD, Kyrie, James mm-hmm. Harden uh, you had a uh, Steve Nash as your coach. It was all set up for them and even they I mean they imploded before it even really got started there. So to your point I mean yeah, rarely does it actually ever pan out.
2: It rarely pans out when it happens in the off season, Mm -hmm. and it really rarely pans out. Great point, right? Before the trade deadline, we're going to make Kyrie last year. We're going to make this quick move. So I think the Kings are going to roll with what they have. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't touch James Harden at all. No. No, 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 because you know that that. Keegan Murray is in that package. Yes, he is. He's in right. that package. He has to be. And yeah. I personally, we were talking about down on Luca, down on whoever. I'm down on James Harden. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm watching <laughs> first take this morning, and Stephen A. says what he says. He doesn't enjoy what James Harden's doing, and caveats it with, I mean, he's balling. There's he, he's box office. He's you know, balling. He's balling right now, and I'm thinking, is he really? Is yeah. he? I mean, to the level of some, you're. Is he really a? We can do it based on Vegas. If you drop James Harden on, I don't know, you can drop him on the Warriors. Switch out James Harden. For Clay or, Thompson or
0: something. You're Clay right.
2: Thompson, Chris Paul, whoever. Sure. How much does he move the needle at this point? Well, I
0: think the big question with him is just, like, his, his personality. Yeah. Like, I think it, it's, like, James Harden, the player or the skill set, sure, like, any coach would say, oh, yeah, give me that and I can mm-hmm. figure out how to. But then James Harden, the person, steps in and it's, like, he doesn't, he just marches to the beat of his own drum. And like he doesn't he doesn't play basketball, especially if you were to put him on the Warriors. No. That's he's not a Warrior player. No. Like he's got it. It's James's way or the highway. And if you're not gonna play if you're not gonna play the ball with James Harden in in with the ball in James Harden's yeah. hand, he's not gonna be interested in playing for you. No. Team.
2: And the thing about it is you also don't know if he's gonna play. I mean, right. who do you trust more to finish a season? Kyrie or James Harden? I have no clue. I have no idea. Because I would say, I would say, can I just say none yeah. of the above? None. Yeah. See, please. None of the above. So I think the the Kings have what they have. Yeah. They're gonna roll with who they have mm-hmm. and and just think that it's enough. And if it's not enough, they will address it in the offseason. But I don't see any weird midseason things, even if it's a stinker. Because even if it's a stinker, let's just wear it and and really assess where we're at. But I don't think there are going to be any hasty moves made because, as we've kind of discussed, that doesn't really pan out as well. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will talk about the NBA team that we're all sleeping on, besides the Kings. Mm. That and more, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. We are back. I was wondering, did you want me to let it drop for you, Kyle? (laughs) There it goes. There it goes. Simone is feeling it as well. This is the one. This This is is the one. Literally the one. Kyle, this big Roddy Rich guy. Yeah, big Roddy Rich guy. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. We are back and we are talking about sleepers. And we've we know the Kings are being slept on. Let's talk about who else specifically in the West, but we can break it out to the East too. Of teams that are being slept on. And you threw out a name during the break. Yep. And that would be one of my picks as well. And that name. Was the T Wolves, yep, and I just think the T Wolves get blinded a little bit, or fans get blinded a little bit by the fact that fans do not like Carl Anthony Towns, they hate him, they, cannot, they really hate him, and Karl they don't Anthony like Towns. Rudy Gobert. Legitimate, yeah, they might That's be a tough, they time. could, they would be an easy. And, and I don't know if you saw the Netflix movie with Anthony Edwards when he was yes. in it, oh, yeah, great movie, oh, fantastic, and he played a villain yeah. in the movie with him along with Carl Anthony. Yeah. Now Carl Anthony they're both they're too they're kind of too goofy to be villains. Yes. Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Right. But if they started winning, they could pull it off <laughs> Yeah, oh, and yeah. they might be a team getting slept on a little bit because yeah. they have a couple pieces. People are really high on Anthony Edwards. What what would you say about the T-Wolves and another sports cliche making some noise? Yeah. I mean, I think that your your first point is is really the biggest one. I
0: think it's the fact that so many people hate Carl Anthony Towns and yeah. hate Rudy Gobert. It's actually really funny because you could argue that those two are the most hated players in the NBA, and they're teamed up with right. Anthony Edwards, who might be one of the most loved and adored yes. players in the yes. NBA. Uh, But I do think that that goes a really long way. And I do think actually a part of the reason why people don't like Carl Anthony Towns is because of the lack of success that that team has had. And frankly, how Carl Anthony Towns sometimes no shows in the biggest games for that team. So, you know, they might go hand in hand, but I think the Timberwolves have all of the, all of the talent to get it done. I mean, those three guys is, is more than enough already to have a good team. And then, Mm You throw in to me the most underrated move of last year that just didn't get talked about enough, and this is kind of telling more so how I feel about things. But I think swapping out D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley is one of the biggest upgrades that you can you can have in sports. Like yeah. I just, yeah, I think Mike Conley is like the ultimate ultimate professional. Like mm-hmm. we talk about Harrison Barnes here, that is what Mike Conley is in this in pretty much all of the same ways. Just. Right a very steadying presence, not someone who, you know, is ever going to be too high or too low, but just mm-hmm. always keeping things balanced. I really like, like Chris Finch, their head coach, um, he, you know, last year I think was just tough on everybody trying to figure out how to seamlessly fit Gobert into that rotation. But I think they have all the talent if they can figure it out. I just think it is a really big if because it is – it's hard to play with Rudy Gobert, and I think, you know, especially with with having Carl Anthony Towns and they re-signed Nas Reed this yeah. offseason, I think it's just going to be trying to figure out the best lineups to throw right. out there. And, uh, you know, frankly, I mean, we we were just having the conversation and Whitey popped in during the break and, and made a, a great point, which he always does. Um, but when you trade for somebody like the, the Timberwolves did for Gobert last offseason and they gave they gave the farm and then some. They gave yeah. away the animals. They gave away the building, the everything, the lease, the deed. And uh, I think it's tough when you lose a good amount of talent mm-hmm. to try and recoup and, and still be a good team moving forward. And It wouldn't surprise me if this year the Timberwolves are just a lot more steady. And I don't know if they'll ever reach that. I think however good Anthony Edwards is, is going to determine overall how good they are. Yeah. But I think that they're going to be in that playoff race for sure.
2: Yeah, and – That's definitely a team I would pick to quote unquote make some noise or be a dark horse. Yeah, and I would also say OKC for sure. Now for sure. I don't know that they're necessarily being slept on because I do think everyone thinks that they're going to take a leap. Mm-hmm. OKC to me is how Justin Fields was being hyped before the season. <laughs> He's going to take a jump. He's yeah. going to take a leap. So hopefully they don't. <laughs> hopefully they don't, they take don't the leap. actually Justin right. Fields, right. But. By, by the way, sidebar on Justin Fields because I meant to tell you this yesterday. Yeah. So one thing I like to do when I'm just bored at home is go on tankathon. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 And for for whatever reason. And did you know right now the Chicago Bears have the first and second pick in this coming NFL draft? So what if Caleb <laughs> Williams says crazy. no and they say, wait, 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 we'll just try again. We have two. Is it crazy to think <laughs> – let's say let's say he does not want to go to the Bears, yeah. right? Let's say he does not want to go to the Bears. Sure. Could If you're the Bears uh-huh. and you re- – if the quarterback is the most important player, uh-huh. you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is it insane so. – to draft two quarterbacks back-to-back at one and two and say, one of you got to hit. Give me Drake May and Shador Sanders or whoever. (laughs) Or if you get Caleb, you don't have to do that. I thought
0: maybe you were going to say like – well, I guess it would have to be if – I mean, if Caleb Williams' name is available in the – I thought you were saying like maybe he'll sit out or I don't know. No, I'm saying if he does. At that point, If he does. If he opts out of the draft, I mean, it's just so tough. I mean, because you could argue – there's the argument – Because on the surface, if someone's like, yes, you're crazy, that makes no sense at all. Why would you do that? Pick a franchise, just pick one, and then use the other and take Marvin Harrison Jr. or something with the second pick. But the only other example that I have that's even close to this is what Washington did with RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And you could argue that that was really, really smart by them because they did get a really good season at RG3. But they also had the backup plan of Kirk Cousins which ended up I mean we've seen mm-hmm. what what Kirk's done with that. So maybe at 1 and 2 it might be a little <laughs> wild and you can maybe argue that that's not utilizing your assets no. to the best of their capability. Cousins
1: was a 5th round pick.
0: I thought it was 3rd. I, I thought it was 3rd. Oh, well, we're all over the board. <laughs> um and I mean it's not that but that's that's just like the the most recent in example that comes to mind. But you could also argue that I think that you know, yeah, quarterback is the most valuable thing, especially a young quarterback, yeah. and even a quarterback, an unknown quarterback, could be uh, could be incredibly valuable in sense of like, hey, we don't we don't play this guy, so we don't know what he is, but he right. still has the talent. So you could argue that they could take both and try them both out and pick one and then shop the other, shop and who the even other. knows what right. what that value would be. There's an argument for it. I don't. I don't foresee it happening. Obviously, but I think that there is. uh, You know, just as a thought experiment, he was Allen got it
2: right. Fourth round pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you like that. I do like that. (laughs) Uh, Look. They're not going to do it, but right. just a quick sidebar, because it is just hilarious yeah. to me. And we know the value. You know, these guys, honestly, it's like cars, right? right. I mean, Trey Lance, right. he barely got the play, and people just still assumed it's it's as much about his play as it is. There's guys coming out every year. Right. So, Trey, yep. you're, you're three, four years in now. We got guys coming. So, right. you know, and you got a C.J. Stroud who pops up, and he's balling, so – They're not going to do it, but my goodness, would it be funny? But getting back to OKC and a team that's being slept on. Yeah, I don't know that I would even consider them being slept on because Mm -hmm. I think everyone does expect them to take that jump. Weirdly enough... And I don't know why we've talked about Lucas so much on this <laughs> on this show. Is it possible that the Mavericks are being slept on? Yeah,
0: I think so. I don't think anyone's really talking. I mean, because they didn't even make the play; like they were the 11 seed last right. year. And I don't think there's really much. I think I think it's just people don't know what to expect. I think they're aware that there's a possibility that that the right. Dallas Mavericks figure things out, and with the two talented players they have figure out enough to be a play-in team or maybe even, you know, a six of five or six seed. But I I just think this is more, it's more of a a compliment to the West and just how deep it is because Mm -hmm. yeah, you could say Dallas, there's a percentage chance. There's a certain amount of universes in which Dallas does make that leap or does surprise people, but it's just so deep. And there's so many other teams that you don't have to wince and kind of see the playoff picture for them that, it's just it's there's other there's just other people. I mean they're just kind of lost in the shuffle, and I don't know if that's being slept on or if it's just hey yeah you're what you say is legitimate, but there's also teams in front of you that just have more legitimate cases than you.
2: The ringer has the Mavericks at at seventeen. Mm. So
0: yeah, I mean right, it's it's middling, but it's also on the back end of of average and you know i i would say for how they finished last year i think that that's that's about where they should be it's yeah. it's still it's still good but i mean definitely you you still got to prove some things if you want to be considered in the top half of the league still
2: right right so maybe maybe being napped on not yeah. not fully yes. not fully zed out nah. no no z quill right. no night quill just just napped on yeah. a little bit i think that's fair slumber and, a, and of course it's just a quick slumber power nap a power yes, nap, power nap, a power nap. Yeah. so all right we got to get to a break when we get back we will be hearing from chris duarte a. interview another great interview from whitey and watkins all that and more on styles and watkins sacktown sports
3: your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons.
0: SAC town
2: sports.
3: Well, you having fun, Chris Watkins? Yeah, here we bit are of a shotgun start, but yeah. Media day, uh, Sacramento Kings we're at the practice facility. We just had a very interesting conversation with Monty McNair and look who joins us. One of the brand new Sacramento Kings, Chris Duarte. How are you, sir? Welcome to Sacramento.
4: Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Awesome.
3: <laughs> what, what was your, uh, feeling your emotions when you found out you were headed to Sacramento?
4: Uh, I felt great, Uh, you know, I was looking forward to a new opportunity, uh, you know, and uh, especially now coming here to Sacramento, uh, when they have something going really, really good, and uh, this is good to be part of that. Mm
0: You, you played with Domas in, in Indiana, and I know you've been asked a ton about that, but I got
4: to ask, what, what makes playing with him I so feel, fun? I feel like I keep saying the same I know, thing. I know. See, I think you made him that Exactly. That's I know. No what one I talks said. about that but. Like I said before uh, to the other uh, reporters, uh, you know, Domas, uh, great guy, uh, great person off the court. I don't need to say any uh, stuff right. on the court because everybody knows what he do on the court. But off the court, he's a great person, a uh, great human being, a uh, great family man, and and I love that. Uh, I met his family too, and they they are also like that, and that's what I really like about him and his family. His dad was a pretty good player. too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> pretty I mean, decent. I didn't get to I didn't get to watch him, but, <laughs> 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 but I heard I heard he was really really good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just excited to re- re- uh, reunite it with mm-hmm. him, uh, get back. Uh, with him and uh, this amazing group yeah uh, a lot of talents you know a lot of young guys good guys on and off the court which i like that um and i'm just excited to be part of that mm-hmm. chris duarte is with us and we know for a fact a lot of
3: fans very excited when yes. they found out you were coming here this team obviously offensively off the charts defensively they struggled what do you see as ways that chris duarte can help this team improve upon a, you know they had a great season last year
4: well that's one of the keys you know uh defensively uh that's one of, one of our keys is, is going out there and, and we have to be better we know that the for you to be able to get to the top you know you have to be good defensively and uh offensively we got it we got it we we're right there we have a lot of guys that that can score so like i said i'm just excited to be in this winning culture
0: I I saw on Instagram mainly that that you and Domas linked up almost right after the trade. You guys were working out with Coach Christie, Coach Barbosa. What was that experience like? And, I mean, do you still feel like Barbosa and and Doug could, you know, get another year in the (laughs) league out of them? I feel like, you know, those guys are in some really good shape still.
4: uh, I mean, those two guys, uh, great guys, great guys. Uh, When I I was out there in L.A. for three weeks, uh, had a really, really good time uh, with those guys. And Doug and and LB, they' been helping me out a lot. Uh, those two guys, it's good to learn from those two guys. You know, great players uh, back in the days when they played basketball. You know, so they have a lot of knowledge that that I can take from there and, and learn. Right. Chris Duarte, with us, we know that
3: you got off to a great start as a rookie. We know they had some health issues, and we know you're not the type to make excuses. And I'm not asking to make excuses, but how healthy are you now, and how much did those physical setbacks really make it more difficult for you to play at the level that you are capable of playing
4: I'm healthy yeah. I'm healthy uh, uh, that was one of my main focus uh, just working on my body you know uh, I was just thinking this summer uh, what would I was uh, what I was missing why was this happening you know uh, I even turned out uh, going to the workup with the Dominican National Team, just to work on my body, focus on, on me, on myself, uh, mentally and physically. So I'm ready to go, ready to go and excited uh, about this. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I know you're, you're coming from Indiana. That's with Coach Carlisle. But last year, Mike Brown introduced us to some just just a season of craziness he started off with yelling and you know the the craziness just continued throughout the year some of the greatest quotes you'll ever hear what what are you expecting or what have you heard about uh coach brown and, and what are you expecting uh him to be throughout the season
4: what i heard about him first thing i heard about him uh it was that he's a tough coach mm. uh hard nose but he wants the best you know he want the best he want to get the best out of you uh and the, you have to play different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard the most yeah. <laughs> about him. You have to be a two-way player with him. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a you have to be all the way in with him. So uh, I like that. You know, I like that because I feel like I'm that type of guy too. So I'm excited for that. A lot of the league was surprised by how well the Kings played last year. What was it
3: like you viewing them as an opponent last year? Were you surprised by how well they started the season? What was it like? Uh, preparing, being part of a team that was preparing to play last year's Sacramento Kings?
4: Uh, well, we obviously, we knew how good of an offensive team they were last year. So it was not, it wasn't easy playing against them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a fast team. Uh, a lot of guys that can score. Uh, Fox at the point, Domus at the point five. you know, playing everything. So, it was an issue. It was an issue,
3: but it looks like fun to play that way, yeah. right?
4: It was. It was because you know they play together. A lot of pitching and go. A lot of cutting. A lot of close play. One guy go off tonight, and everybody's happy. Then the next, the next guy go off. Like it's, it looks like you know everybody's cheering for each other. Is that kind know? of the natural way you play basketball? Yeah, yeah. I mean. You guys see in my first year in Indiana, mm-hmm. you know, playing with alongside with Sabonis, you know, playing off the ball, playing with the ball, coming off the pick and roll, making play for my teammate defensively. You know, uh, I think uh, you know we have something good. Mm-hmm.
0: How did this offseason go for you? Did you work on anything specific, or or was it just kind of general rounding out your game?
4: Like you say, general around the game. You know, just. Uh, mostly it was my body, you know. just mm-hmm. Like I said, working on my body, uh, trying to get as, as healthy as I could, you know. Because for me, it's just being healthy. Right. You know, if I'm healthy, I know I can just go out there and produce mm-hmm. and perform and help the team on both sides of the floor.
3: What, is it, what do you think of this new guy, Vizinkov? You know, as fans, we see, we look at the video, we maybe see him play an overseas game, and I know you obviously know a lot of people in the game, uh, and we don't have that, that benefit. But what, what do you make of this, this new guy coming over? What do you think of Sasha Vizinkov, based on what, uh, what you know him so far?
4: Sasha, he's a great human being. He's a great human being. Great human being. I talk to him every day. And he also speaks Spanish. Oh yeah, right. Which you know make me feel a little bit comfortable, right. you know, because uh, yeah, but he can shoot the thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he can shoot that thing. He can shoot that thing. So he's excited
3: to watch. Yeah, yeah. Chris Duarte, welcome to Sacramento. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate Thank it you so much. Happy guys. Media appreciate Day.
2: It. Good stuff there from Chris Duarte, Whitey and Watkins, and it leads <laughs> us into a conversation. Yeah about who's going to be left out Yeah. because this is a stacked lineup, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's good to have bodies throughout the length of a long season right. and injuries and just attrition on the bodies, all these things. Mm-hmm. But when things are rolling or the, the playoffs and we know what happened with Alex Len, but – there's gonna be guys left out. Yep. There's going to be some guys that are going to be assumed to be left out. And there are going to be guys that you don't assume to be left out that mm-hmm. get left out. Yep. So I, I do think that it's a good problem to have. Just stack up, stack your numbers and see what works. But especially for a guy like Dorke who's coming over and is trying to get established, things could be a little shaky to start. Yeah. I mean, I think absolutely. I think that could definitely that could definitely happen where you have somebody like Davion Mitchell who's already been on the team, knows the right. system, knows things like that. I could see Coach Brown going to him more at the beginning and then kind of feeling it out based on what ends up working and what what doesn't. But let's continue to get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And a little bit later, don't worry, you Giants fans out there, we got something <laughs> for you because Farhan, he's tripping. He's tripping, and we'll tell you why. All that and more, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.